0: This is America Matters Media at 93.7 FM, KPGF Sun Valley, your community radio station.
1: The following is an America Matters Media production. The views expressed do not
0: necessarily represent those of the station or its advertisers, although we think they should. But that's the opinion of America Matters Media.
2: This is not Welcome to Talking Truth
1: Power. I'm your host Brendan Reiner. My co-host, Neil Fagri, and we've got uh, what's his name on the board,
0: Brian, something
1: or other. Yeah.
0: <laughs> on all over that damn thing.
1: <laughs> all right. So we've had a lot of news uh, in uh, this last week. Some we did. Of it, some of it is fake. Fake news. <laughs> I'd say at least half of it's it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so with St. Patrick's Day was last week. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Biden no,
0: nobody knows why we celebrate that day. <laughs> you know, this <there's, laughs>
1: Irish have got to have something. It's just a tradition, you know. But yeah. there's no,
0: <laughs> there's no history really to back it up. No. Yeah. Well, here's some fresh news: the Fed has hiked uh, rates by a quarter of a percentage point this morning. So they are not in a hurry to uh, choke off the economy as we speak.
1: Okay, but... doesn't uh,
0: mean it's, it's coming back right away, but it uh, doesn't look like, they, in lieu of the banking crisis, they mm-hmm. can afford to hike rates any more than that at this point. What this crisis?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, we lost a couple of banks since we yeah, what, me were lost here, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you know, the uh, SVP uh, crashed, you know, that was Get, Well, Go, Heard about that, yeah. And... Uh, so was the That was uh, a
0: piggy bank for the left is what yeah, that was.
1: And uh, so was this um the social piggy bank. Yeah, yeah. Credit Suisse, yeah. Uh so uh Credit Suisse also had a uh, a strange risk manager. Did you see that? Yeah. A non-binary risk manager. You call maybe. him
0: you called him strange?
1: Well, I call him freaks. Yeah. Get him out of yeah. here. <laughs> some days he would come dressed up in a suit and tie and his you know with a receding hairline and some days he wore a dress and high heels with a wig. And a wig. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing unusual. No. It's all perfectly normal. Yep.
0: A trans girl is a
1: girl. <laughs> Pretty close. Yep. In other trans news, Dylan Mulvaney <laughs> laments that guys won't date her. Huh? Because maybe they see pictures of her five years ago. And well, is
0: that the lamentation? Is that
1: yes? Uh, yeah. Her
0: appearance is.
1: There was a. Uh, she won a prize on the Price is Right. Oh time, yeah,
0: that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
1: she was prancing around the stage like a. Take-about. I saw that.
0: <laughs> it's a spectacle. It, it's hard to watch. <laughs> yeah. I'm with our studio audience. I could barely watch it. It was really sickening.
1: Then there was... um, Enough of that. Yeah. The YouTube and social media erupt because a conservative woman who wrote a book on woke was on rising, and she couldn't define woke for a couple of seconds. (laughs) Finally, and then she said, oh, this is going to go viral, and it did. (laughs) But then she finally came out with a good one-line definition: to remake society into different hierarchies of victimhood. Which that that would be one definition. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's a pretty good definition. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what all the fuss was about, but it's just another thing that uh, to get the pundit class up in arms. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that uh, head of global markets. For Credit Suisse, his name was Pips Bunts. Pips. Pips. That's
0: trouble right there. <laughs> yeah. Just the name
1: itself gives it away, doesn't it? You know, you'd think that would be somebody in an Ivy League fraternity named Pips, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or some nerd in a British uh, well, private you would school. Think,
0: you would think it, was, it would be a nickname. Yes. <laughs> an alternative reference.
1: Yes. You
0: know? Not the actual name.
1: Yeah, so... Whether or not Credit Suisse having a senior executive executive who doesn't know what sex he is may somehow be connected with the fact that Credit Suisse's share price has dived off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and what did they buy? What was the bank that they bought?
1: Uh, UBS for uh, for a buck. Yeah, Didn't they for buy a for a buck. For a duck? For a dollar? For a dollar. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Things are. <laughs> Not in, as they seem. In for a penny, in for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are yeah. there any
0: other banks out there
1: for a buck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could, I could maybe uh, afford uh, that. A couple, yeah, couple of, a couple of bucks. take my money.
0: <laughs> maybe it should go to the highest bidder, huh?
1: Yes. Well, the uh, if you could tr- find a bid. The Trump arrest hasn't happened yet.
0: Nope. The grand jury will not meet today, but we have a great segment uh, lined up uh, after this one.
1: Uh, coming up. yeah. So don't
0: go anywhere. If you missed Jesse Waters yesterday, it is absolutely the most extraordinary statement on where we are. Exactly. He doesn't mention civil war, but he sets it up very nicely because that's where we're at. It's full-on Gestapo. Mm-hmm. That's where we are. And if the American people are in a state of denial about this, it's really going to come as a, an enormous surprise to them. Well, is this where we insert our commentary on secession?
1: Is, it, <laughs> is this where we place it?
0: Because I think that's where it has to go.
1: Yeah. And it's, like it or not, it's going to be largely on, on racial lines, I think. Largely, not, not completely, but I think largely because that's that's what's really getting out of control secession
0: and or the civil war
1: the civil war i yeah. mean but it's not go gonna,
0: the rate the civil war is not going to be racial I well mean, they will have a racial component obviously yeah they won't let up on that subject matter. right but it re, it's really about those who want to be american and those who don't do not
1: yeah but you know who was it um the uh Comic book writers said white people should get away from blacks. I oh think, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's what I'm referring to. I mean, like Greater Idaho.
0: Well, they'll try to incorporate that into it, but it's really yeah. fundamentally not about that at all.
1: No. Well.
0: And Trump has proven that because he's he's brought enormous numbers of black people into the party now, you know.
1: Great, yes, great but numbers. Some critics are saying at the expense of championing uh, the white working class.
0: Well, I suppose there's always a cost to anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't go away.
2: die and don't want to talk about here, text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now, back to the show. There are a few photos that are burned into the memory of every American. U.S. Marines planting our flag into Japanese soil during the Battle of Iwo Jima. Muhammad Ali standing over Sonny Liston after landing a quick right hand. Nixon throwing up deuces after being the first president in history to resign. When a once-in-a-lifetime moment is captured on camera, it's priceless. Right now, Democrats are setting up what's going to be the most famous picture in American history. Donald Trump's mugshot. The most controversial president of all time will be the first president to have a mugshot if Democrats have their way. The Daily Mail reports Trump will be indicted tomorrow and arraigned next week. And Democrats are already drooling.
1: I certainly hope that the booking officer is respectful and doesn't take advantage of the opportunity to play some, you know, stupid joke. <laughs>
2: Mr. President, this will
1: be your mugshot. So uh, I'm going to snap the photo on the count of three. Okay, Mr. President? One. Here we go. Hang on. One. Two. Hit the wind machine. (laughs) Three.
0: So that was uh, the mugshot that was taken. Okay. You know, in theory that uh, the, the left would be. Thrilled about, and it shows you know, Trump's hair go all yeah, wild. Yeah,
2: okay, yeah, rolling. I think there's there's a great thing. Al Franken knows how powerful a photo can be. Remember, his political career was ended by one. Yep. Trump's mugshot's going to be lethal for the Democrats next election. It's no coincidence this frail bookkeeping case was brought right as Trump was rising in the polls. Biden's going to use Trump's mugshot in every campaign ad from now until next November. It's going to be on the front page of every newspaper and lead story of every network and cable show. Democrats will print T-shirts up and put it on billboards. It's going to be the most famous meme of all time. And once it's released, it's going to be the most viral image ever. The public will have the picture about 30 seconds after that flash goes off. It took primetime, what, a month to get Paulie P's DUI mugshot, shot. And he actually committed a crime. We had to write letters, we had to get lawyers involved. Hey Allie, but Paulie P <laughs> has democrat privilege. They're obsessed with getting Trump's mugshot. And they're going to use it against the former president, the 74 million people that voted for him and anybody else who supports him in 24. Democrats will say, "Oh, you think we're soft on crime." Republicans nominated a man who was booked and fingerprinted and incited a riot. Biden's family got cash bribes from China. Who cares? There's no mugshot. <laughs> Democrats will run on Trump's a criminal, and he's leading a dangerous movement of white supremacists. That's it. That's the Biden 2024 campaign. He called the shot last year, remember?
0: Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. The Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. that is a threat to this country.
2: They crucify the man and then they criminalize the reaction. They know Trump's going to beat the rap, but it's not about the case. It's about the mugshot and what happens after. When Trump retaliates, they'll investigate him on a new charge. This is how Democrats play the game. They spied on the Trump campaign. Trump smoked it out, fired Comey, and then they unleashed a special counsel on him for two years. They even tried to charge him for obstructing a crime he didn't even commit. You're not allowed to resist. That's the point. They shut your business down over COVID, fine you if you open it back up. They suppressed Hunter's laptop before the election, then censored you and called you a conspiracy theorist if you talked about it. They force girls to change in the locker room with boys, teach our kids racial and sexual propaganda, and then call you a terrorist when you speak up. And once you're a terrorist, they can do whatever they want to you. Use war on terror tactics on a political movement persecute the man, and then prosecute the reaction. For years, the media told us how Channing lock her up would end democracy. Donald Trump would use lock her up as a call and response Joy, to his read. audience about you. And it was guttural, the amount of rage directed at you personally. And we kept hearing also that phrase lock her up, lock her up. Uh, you heard that last night. You heard references to put her in jail the night before. Tough stuff. They told us only tyrants jail their political opponents. And now they're cheering it on.
0: Wow. Are you saying that today might not be the day for the indictment? Stop toying with my emotions. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying it's not going to happen today? I don't think it's not fair to me.
2: You should prosecute the case. You should always you them. In a timely manner. But the timely manner was a year ago. That timeline is the 2024 election cycle. Yeah, the locker up was a joke. Trump never indicted Crooked. Should have. But they're going after him hard. They never cared what Trump was arrested for. They just wanted him behind bars. They aren't prosecuting a crime. They're prosecuting a person. Democrats arrest the Republican frontrunner and then bait you into reacting and then arrest you if you do. They disenfranchise you and then call you a domestic extremist. Remember, BLM riders weren't called terrorists after they burned cities down, looted. Billions in damage, thousands of cops injured. Cartels aren't called terrorists when they pump poison into our streets, shoot down Americans. They call Antifa an idea as they're lobbing Molotov cocktails and bricks at cops and civilians. Look at the junkies and lunatics just slicing open innocent women and people right in front of train tracks. They're not designated terrorists. That's all fair play. But if you're running for the Republican nomination, and settled a civil case with a woman, they want to handcuff you in front of the whole country. Even the president of Mexico, not known for its democratic institutions, says arresting Trump's a democratic scam to remove an opponent. Watch. President Trump is declaring, the ex-president Trump, that they're going to detain him, I think today, for an issue supposedly, like the lawyers say, allegedly, yes, amorous. And they're going to detain him if that was the case, well, the whole world would know because we are not sucking our thumbs that it is so he will not appear on the electoral ballot. And if I say that is because it seems of application of a crime because they don't want him to be candidate. There it is. If you're going to arrest a president, there better be a dead body or a suitcase full of cash or as Killmead says, a suitcase full of dead bodies. This is one of the most twisted campaigns in U.S. history. A former president has never been arrested. The leading presidential nominee, never been arrested. And this isn't just any old prosecutor. This is a far left prosecutor that doesn't want to lock anybody up except Trump. He campaigned on it. Twinkies. A lot of people are wondering, uh, whoever has this job, are they going
1: to convict Donald Trump?
2: Look, that, that, that is uh,
1: the number one issue. I'm the candidate in the race who has the experience with, with Donald Trump. I was the chief deputy in the attorney general's office. We sued
2: the Trump administration over 100 times. And <laughs> you believe it should happen? I, 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 I believe we have to hold him accountable. Alvin Bragg's guilty of prosecutorial misconduct, and he should be disbarred. Yep. And the timing's perfect, isn't it? No one's talking about Biden's Chinese bank records this week. No one's talking about Russia buddying up with China. No one's talking about the crime wave or the broken border. This is just a mugshot hunt. And once they get it, you won't be able to unsee it until election day. Hey, so there you have it. But a funny thing happened on the way to the mugshot. Yeah. <laughs>
0: the grand jury will not deliberate this morning. And apparently it's because the, uh, there is major dissension in the DA's office.
1: Well, uh, they're having second thoughts. So yeah. I-
0: yeah, and third and fourth apparently.
1: <laughs> Supposed, <laughs> but they, supposedly, there's hundreds of pieces of evidence that were withheld from the grand jury. Six hundred
0: or... pages of exculpatory information has now surfaced. Huh. probably from the Trump side of the ledger. Right. That you uh, know,
1: democracies <laughs> are not defined by our bad days. No, they're not. <laughs>
0: or by bad people like him. <laughs>
1: Well, we were discussing, you know, uh, Stalin, yep. Joseph Stalin said, show me the person and I'll show you the crime, because, mm-hmm. you know, he could indict anybody in Russia, and that's, that's basically what they're doing here. Effectively indicting a ham right. sandwich, yeah. Now they've got the Mar-a-Lago thing. But apparently
0: Joy Behar has eaten all the ha- ham sandwiches, so there's no... <laughs> 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 She's disappointed. Everybody is disappointed. They think the walls are closing in on Trump, uh, they- and you know,
1: that's... Closing in for years. It's a lot of genius. Like a lot. <laughs>
0: so it, it, it'll never run out because they've got the Atlanta grand jury. They want to go after him down there for election tampering. Uh, uh. So, but there's nothing there either. I mean, how, how many times do we have to go through this? <laughs> this is the definition of desperation.
1: Right. What he said in Georgia was completely ambiguous. You know, he's, he said, "Yeah." He said, "You know, we don't, I, I'm only looking for fifteen thousand votes or something yep. like that." But that, all that means is, you know, if he's basically telling them, if you really go over the election records, I'm sure you'll you find You can find them. Yeah, but they're trying to say that he, he was trying to was arm them. twisting to yeah. to uh, create fifteen thousand. Mm-hmm. And then the the documents is, is is you know I don't think it's anything important as way too many classified documents anyway we don't know what these documents were and well that's
0: what they're waiting on now the judge says the special counsel there has evidence trump committed criminal violations yeah. <laughs> have we heard this before yeah. <laughs> so you know it's just vacuously dumb these people are not smart people they reveal persistent yeah <laughs>
1: Call 844 790 talking That's 844 790 8255. Now, back to the show. Well, we had. Welcome back to Talking Truth to Power. I'm Brett the Trainer, my host, Neil Fang, co hosting with me. Uh, do you know we had an anniversary this last Another week? one? Yes. <laughs> it was. Last weekend was the 20th anniversary of the Iraq War, the beginning of the Iraq War in
0: 2003. Our show, in, uh, that when we were discussing this subject
1: mm-hmm. from a
0: year ago, was absolutely brilliant. I listened to it last week. Oh. It came to my attention. It was magnificent. It was really something.
1: you got to forward me that link so I can refresh myself. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was truly amazing. So the, uh, the they are neocon wars. And uh, they have been a complete disaster with millions of people killed, uh, societies ripped apart, trillions of U.S. dollars spent on uh, on the military-industrial complex.
0: War is a racket.
1: War is a racket. So the original plan, apparently, as what we can tell, was to topple Iraq and then Syria, Iran, and then Russia. So how did all that work out? <laughs> Saddam Hussein was indeed tap, uh, toppled, but then that that led to the outbreak of ISIS, and Iraq now is drawing even closer to Iran because, after all, Saddam Hussein was Sunni Muslim. Mm-hmm. Majority of people in Iraq are Shiite. Shia Muslim, right? So nobody could foresee that. Though. No. no, well, they don't
0: know the difference.
1: No, Syria remains solidly under uh, President Assad who met in uh, Moscow with President mm-hmm. Putin yeah, he flew week, in there yeah. uh, to confirm their relationship. And Assad and Turkey are now getting uh, back together. They're realigning together. And Turkey, of course, is a NATO member. So they've yeah. driven a wedge <laughs> in NATO. <laughs> uh, One
0: wonders why they're a NATO member.
1: <laughs> Iran has survived the sanctions and is now on a lifeline with Russia and China. And China has brokered a peace deal between Iran and Saudi Arabia. Part of the new axis. Yeah. Russia is now on the way to defeating NATO and the U.S. And Russia, of course, is drawing much closer to China. Putin and Xi just met in uh, Moscow. The United States, on the other hand, is heading into a recession. The infrastructure is falling apart. The debt load is the greatest national security threat. Crime is on the rise, and the country is in a cold civil war that may eventually get hot. So,
0: crisis after crisis. No, what could go wrong?
1: Man's got to know his limitations.
0: <laughs> From banks to borders.
1: Yes. Uh, did we ever mention that the neocon movement is primarily a Jewish movement? We have, yeah. On I several think we locations. might have covered that once or twice. <laughs> get them out yeah. of here! Trotsky's
0: uh, basis of the yeah. uh, origins of the group.
1: Leon, the heroes like Leon Trotsky, whose real name was Lev Bronstein, Leo Strauss, yep. the political philosopher, and modern Irving Kristol, yeah, William Kristol, uh, Kagan, yep, Victorian New, Newland, aka Victorian Noodleman.
0: You know, before
1: what in the wide <laughs> wide world of sports is going on here?
0: <laughs> you know, before we move on on this subject hold that thought because i wanted to mention that the twinkies da in new york that's going after trump it's rumored that actually it wasn't his idea it was one of his da associates oh. who happens to be jewish oh and female
1: uh-huh i, I don't know why they think <laughs> the new yorkers hate trump because he's been he's built the, the city i uh, know but not only that he's it's been with the jews, jews. for Quite a while. the whole time he's you know? Well,
0: he doesn't have a problem with them. They just have a problem with him.
1: Yeah, he, he got in trouble <laughs> with the EEOC because he wouldn't evict Jewish tenants and replace them with blacks. Mm-hmm. So they said he was a racist. Yep. I know. He can't win. No. Uh, other Jews that were prominent neocons, uh, this is... Uh, these are all people that should have had their mugshots taken. Right. And they should have had a purple. That's right. Mm-hmm. Richard Pearl, uh-huh. Scooter Libby, yep. Paul Wolfowitz, Madeline Albright, Judith Miller, Abram Shulsky, David Wormser, Douglas Feith, Kenneth Pollock, Thomas <laughs> Friedman, et cetera,
2: et cetera. Especially
0: Friedman. Yes. He's also a CFR member. I don't know if you knew that.
1: <laughs> And uh, all the think tanks, such as the Jewish Institute for National Security Affairs, the Project for the New American Century, the Hudson Institute, the American Enterprise Institute, and the Atlantic Council. Don't forget the media, controlled by Jewish people, the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the Weekly Standard, and Fox News.
0: Irving Kristol, or his son, uh, Bill Kristol, over at the Weekly Standard.
1: Bill Kristol. Um. and there, uh, and of course, they did have some Gentile fellow travelers. Or some Gentile idiots, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Bush, Cheney, Powell's, Rices, McConnell's, right. Boltons, and Joe Biden, mm-hmm. etc. Don't forget the entire Israel lobby, APAC, etc. Mm-hmm. And Israel's leaders, Benjamin Net and Yuhu, Shimon <laughs> Perez and Ariel Sharon. Uh-huh. They're all pumped for the war. And now we find that the the countries that were supposed to be the most evil, China and Russia, are healing the wounds that we caused. Uh, China just brokered the historic Iran-Saudi Arabia peace deal. Russia's uh, bringing detente between Syria and Turkey. Uh, uh, Iran's ruler Ayatollah Khomeini visits India praises modi the president of india as a strong leader who stood against europe and did what was best for india which means buying heavily discounted oil from russia that
0: struck a funny bone
1: yeah there there is no way that uh, the the uh, plots that dr evil you know, pursued, ever really work out. Spectre never wins in the end. (laughs) So China's involvement in the Middle East for the Belt and Road Initiative is contrary to what we are saying, is not predatory lending. China is helping to build infrastructure to help broad-based economic growth. Uh, They're building this huge corridor. It looks very strange. It's like... Uh, think if you will, uh, concrete walls and a narrow city. Well, give me a second
0: desert. here, let me give, give me a second to picture those concrete walls.
1: Yeah, <laughs> high concrete walls <laughs> on both sides, and the city's in a long, long city in, in between, almost like a railroad, uh, that they're building for, uh, for MBS in Saudi Arabia. Now, China also wants to talk to Zelensky. Why does China want to? T- talk to Zelensky because china wants trade with europe ukraine and belarus are important to take chinese goods to western european markets and vice versa so chinese hegemony is is really just quality goods at reasonable prices as far as i can tell and then we had the indian prime minister who got some stupid questions on austrian tv They asked him, why didn't India condemn Russia? Because it was so obvious, so black and white. Russia invaded, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, we've talked about J. Ravi Shankar. He said, the rest of the world does not see it that way. And Russia helped us when the West supported the military dictatorship in Pakistan. And now we're also seeing that George Soros in the U.S. are trying to stir up regime change in Georgia.
0: Not to mention regime change here.
1: No, of course.
2: (laughs) We did it. We did it, Joe.
1: (laughs) And this is all about requiring foreign non-governmental organizations, which are really governmental because they get a lot of their funding from government and the military industrial complex.
0: It's another deception.
1: Right. To register with the government. So two weeks ago, pro-EU demonstrators took to the streets and Georgians apparently uh, favored foreign interests working uh, undercover in their country. But then last week, pro-Russian demonstrators in Georgia and Moldova showed up uh, burning EU flags and uh, railing against NATO. Well,
0: that would be easy to organize.
1: Yeah. Yeah, You know the the thing. Yeah, I know the thing. Apparently, there are 12,000 non-governmental organizations operating in Georgia. 12,000? Yeah. Wow. The law was similar to the one we have, the Foreign Agent Registration Act, only it did not require any disclaimers. Like, if Russia today was to go on the air in in the U.S., they would have to put a disclaimer on all their things saying that they are partially funded by the Russian government. Mm -hmm. But BBC America doesn't have to do that. No. No. So... But, you know, there's no double standard. No. no. We
0: choose truth over fact. A lot of people make that mistake.
1: Right. <laughs> Do you know why Georgia is so important?
0: Uh, among other reasons?
1: Yeah, among other this, The country of Georgia, Yeah, not yeah. the state. Yeah, yeah, not the state of Georgia. No, Ge- oh, okay. that's pretty important, too. <laughs> we'll see in 2024. <laughs> but the country is, is right underneath Russia on the eastern side of the Black Sea, while Romania is on the western side of the Black Sea.
0: So it's geopolitical geography. Right.
1: Russia really, really, really needs the Black Sea much more than uh, we need the Caribbean. Because even if uh, Venezuela and Mexico and Cuba got together and formed some kind of alliance in the Caribbean, we still have thousands of miles of seaports, warm-weather seaports on both coasts. But Russia doesn't have that. they only, the only outlet they have, and they have to go through the Strait of Bosporus and then the Strait of Gibraltar to do it but the only outlet they have to the Atlantic Ocean and to the oceans in general in the winter time is through the Black Sea so it's it's always been very important Uh, uh, the great Tsarina um, Catherine the Great she fought several wars with uh, the Ottoman Empire to keep the Black Sea open it's always been a, a strategic importance to Russia but we're just trying to poke the bear and, you know, keep uh, our presence um, from uh, real, uh, to stifle their natural sphere of influence. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor
2: this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. You
0: know, the S&P 500 has risen by a total of 24 points since the Fed announcement an hour ago. <laughs> Not good. We're at the mercy of central banks, you know that? Yeah, we are.
1: All right, so... There were 40 black-on-white murders in February, according to the FBI. Another month-by-month month increase in violence. More black uh, men have killed white women partners. There were drive-by shootings that killed several children and teens, robberies, the, that uh, blatant assassination of a homeless man you might have seen on yeah. TV. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but there were no white-on-black uh, murders.
0: Hey, white ladies, denying racism in your own self. ...is violence. (laughs) You get that, white ladies? (laughs) Hey, white ladies, denying racism in your own self is violence.
1: (laughs) Some of you may ask, where have all the black fathers gone? And the answer is, they're on TV commercials.
0: And in prisons. But yes, I'm...
1: (laughs) Uh, Black TV dads are in uh, healthy interracial relationships with attractive white women, selling all kinds of products from paper towels to uh, cleaning products.
0: Paper towels?
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, Apparently, modeling agencies are also well-stocked with biracial children to portray TV ad kiddies. The homes of black TV ad families are upscale and immaculately maintained. What else would we... Spect from black stay-at-home TV ad dad. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, white females have such high-paying jobs, they can return from work to find the laundry folded, the carpets vacuumed, dinner ready, and the well-mannered children gathered for family time thanks to highly efficient black males present in the home. Uh-huh. But that's the most important thing. And on TV, at least, they are there. They're at home. <laughs> They're in the family now.
0: Are are the grocery bags that are taken from supermarkets and are seen in television ads and television programs? Are they ironed first before they're shown on? Because I noticed recently, <laughs> yeah, probably that. The, oh
2: the, hell no! <laughs> these grocery
0: bags, which presumably had just come from a supermarket, were these <laughs> finely iron creased uh, bags. You know, and I thought, Jesus, the, the television is just so pretentious, isn't it? I mean, it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Well, grocery
0: bags don't look like
1: that. No. <laughs> well, so you know, phony. We have uh, remarked about the difference in IQ between uh, the whites and blacks and and also how you can't do any science to expo- explore this. So one tenured professor, Brian Pesta. He did participate in a breakthrough study or he wrote a breakthrough study of one of the oldest, and most controversial questions in psychology is the racial gap in IQ between whites and blacks narrow on average among self-identifying blacks with some white genes. So he it was a peer reviewed paper. He published it. And guess what? Cleveland State fired him, even though he was tenured. (laughs) (laughs) So now he's filed the lawsuit against Cleveland State University, and he doesn't pussyfoot around or try to rely on legal technicalities, but instead he lays out the case. <laughs> Dr. Pesta's research has focused on questions relating to the heritability of IQ, the extent to which individual differences in human intelligence can be attributed to the genetics or the environment or both. So it's nature versus nurture,
0: and cringe, and you're not even funny. You're not even funny, and I'm epic and based and (laughs) red.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So this, uh, so according to the court filings, he says that his area of research is well funded, with IQ in particular being one of the most rigorously investigated metrics in psychology, and with racial differences in average IQ being well documented for over one hundred years. Okay, so it's not, he's not, uh, it's just something that uh, he made up.
0: There. No, nothing spontaneous. No.
1: Hey, white ladies, <laughs> denying
0: racism in your own self. What is that? Is violence. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a whole new definition of
1: violence. No. Okay. So, um, the, uh, you know, having trouble with my notes here. Indeed, among the most replicated findings in social science is that the mean IQ of American Blacks, mean equals 85, lies about one standard deviation below the mean IQ of American Whites, where the mean equals 100. We note that these are averages and say nothing necessarily about any given person's IQ, whether he's white or Black. For example, nobody is going to accuse Neil deGrasse Tyson of having an 85 IQ. They're not? No, I don't think so. America is a
0: nation that can be defined in a single word. Yeah. I was going to put him in, uh, <laughs> <going> put...
1: <laughs> in the field of statistics, according to uh, the professor's uh, lawsuit, a uh, one standard deviation difference between two groups is widely accepted as very large. Moreover, the average IQ difference here between white and blacks is unfortunately stubborn and has persisted in the research literature for well over one century. Now, they've tried uh, No Child Left Behind. They've tried uh, funding preschool and kindergarten. Feeding them
0: before they go to school, all that stuff. Yeah,
1: Yeah. everything. Nothing has really succeeded in raising the IQ. Nope. Pest and his colleagues have shown that these gaps correlate strongly with critically important life outcomes, such as income and education levels, propensity to engage in criminal activities, and even a person's level of of health and overall well-being. But despite the gravity of race and IQ gaps, the critically important consequences they predict, and the centuries' worth of research, their causes remain unknown. And so does their uh, fact, the fact of that existence in nearly all political, you know, debate. The narrative. The racist. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, that's just like
0: uh, your opinion. That's just your opinion, man. (laughs) (laughs) Now. But it's obviously Pesta's opinion as well.
1: Right. Yeah. So we know from evolution now, and we're learning new things all the time. Evolution is exploding. We sure are. Yeah. But, you know, supposedly 50 or 60,000 years ago, uh, er, uh, hominids, early humans, migrated from Africa into Europe and into uh, Asia. Um, So the idea, though, that they were all completely the same, you know, and nothing changed in the last 40,000 years, but especially the last 12,000 years, evolution has actually speeded up since the end of the ice age and the beginning of agriculture domesticated animals uh, weaving clothes instead of wearing furs all the time all of these things contributed to health and longevity and also to increased i commerce
0: commerce basically. right yeah.
1: but one of the main things that is, we're not discussed about is the impact of weather when these uh groups of early humans moved into europe and into uh Eurasia, they encountered much harsher climatic conditions that they would have encountered in Africa. Evolution is not, uh, you know, there. Evolution, like all factors in nature, is limited. You, it, there's only so much energy to put into an evolutionary difference. For example, we talked about one time about the idea that the left has so many ugly people because. <laughs> Dude, due to human progress, so many children that might have died earlier are able to survive because we have able to provide security for them. But the trade-off is that they they don't have the evolutionary energy to create symmetric, you know, uh, figures, yeah. mm-hmm. bodies for themselves. Mm-hmm.
2: Now, Get whether it you believe here. that. Or- <laughs>
1: So, what is the effect of climate? Well, if you're in the cold, if, if you if you have to survive during a harsh winter, in primitive conditions,
0: introduce CO two. You,
1: you're going to have to plan ahead. <laughs> you're going to have to uh, think not only of the day, but of next month, the next year. You know, next year, what are you going to do? And agriculture also. Fosters that kind of planning.
0: What are the climate alarmists going to do?
1: <laughs> so, the fact is that in Africa, the evolutionary energy did not go into—well, this is the latest theory, anyway—did not go into creating uh, cranial capacity, brain size, mm-hmm. uh, head size. It went into things like being faster oh, to I run see. across the savanna. Mm or to be taller, like the Massey. Those
0: antelopes are quick, you know.
1: And so they did not... Evolution, the evolutionary forces of adoption uh, did not specifically concentrate on intellectual development like it did among those who had to survive in colder climates and had to learn to to live together and plan uh, for the future.
2: Oops. I should be back in school yep. on the other side of the ocean. For hope. <laughs> how dare you? You have stolen my dreams, yeah, how dare you, my Brenda. childhood with your empty words. And yet, all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? How
0: dare you, Brendan?
1: <laughs> now, another example is African bushmen who have very low IQs, probably about 50 or 60. And they've tried over and over again to wow, get them down to there. Yeah. domesticate animals, mm-hmm. to get out of just uh, you know living off the land like they do in a very warm climate. And it's always failed. They always eat the animals. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, that would, that they, would never, they can't conceive of yeah. you know, keeping the animals right. for a use. Right. <laughs> well, you know
0: what? I like Samuel Adams'
1: statement when
0: he said, it does not take a majority to fail, but rather an irate, tireless minority keen on setting bushfires of freedom in the mind. Well that's I hope what we're we, trying to do. I here. hope we did that today. Yeah. <laughs>